Three series wins on the spin for the Marlins. Yes, sir, the boys are still above 500. However, collateral damage in yesterday's UK-friendly blown sweep. Trevor Rogers exits the game. What are the Marlins going to be doing at starting pitcher right now? The rotation depth is going to be tested equally. The frustration continues to build with Avicel Garcia. What on earth can the Marlins do with Avicel Garcia? All on today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening, hit subscribe to the pod. Leave some comments, leave a review. Why not? It is your team, of course, every single day. Kind of. Um, If you are watching, hello, greetings. For those wondering, yes, there is a YouTube channel. Head over to there. You will get the graphics. You will see it is daytime. It is a solo pod. Uh, and also, hello to the everydayers as well. Thanks, guys. The last couple of episodes. It's been great to hear from you guys. And if you are an everydayer, head over to YouTube and leave a comment there. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear how you how you listen to Locked on Marlins. There's a few gym goers, for certain. There's a few guys pumping iron. There's a few guys listening to the episode pretty much every day as part of their daily work life. Their walk to work. Their walk home from work. Uh, there's even... Someone listening to the pod every day while they play the show. Love to see it. Love to see it. Guys, if you are an everydayer, head over to YouTube. Let me know. Uh, this show is, is your show for your entertainment. And so uh, it's great to know that you guys are listening and enjoying the show. Uh, for today's episode, it's Thursday. Thursday, the 20th of April. And the Marlins have no game. It's, a, it's an off day for the fish. May come at a, at a good time. I don't know. But this comes off the back of a series victory against the Giants. The Marlins have won three series on the spin. They've won four series out of six. The only two defeats coming against those Mets. And the Mets look pretty good. Um, So the Marlins started the year well. The schedule, as we know, has been tough. And actually, the series against the Giants was tough. Uh, Both teams affected by starting pitchers exiting the games, in different games, obviously. Going back to yesterday's game, there was a lot of, I think, a lot of buzz, a lot of hope that the Marlins could secure their first series sweep of the season uh it feels like you know getting a sweep is tough and the marlins have seemingly found it tough to to get these sweeps done in the last couple of years i feel like there's been many many blown sweeps and so could do it looking back at that record but you know overall in the game itself listen the the key storylines really it's the collateral damage here trevor rogers exits the game and this is linked to forearm tightness Trevor, after the game, saying that he felt that he could actually, you know, actually pitch on. So Trevor, it wasn't like a, oh, my days, you know, this is, I can't throw anything right now. It wasn't that situation. Trevor was feeling like he could carry on, but Skip Schumacher naturally coming out there and, you know, talking talking Trevor out of it. I mean, he didn't have to talk him out of it. He's, he's a manager. He can do what he wants. Um, but, it, you know, probably the right call was made to pull Trevor there, get him out of there before any kind of major damage is done. What I would say is that this kind of reminds me of last year, probably a similar phase of the season, when Jesus Lozado exits, forearm tightness, okay, 
Next thing is multiple months down for Jesus Lazaro. Do you remember? And then he came back and was absolutely stunning as well. So, you know, this will likely be an IL stint. The question will just be how long? Are we talking weeks? Are we talking months? The after the game stuff suggests to me that this is a weeks thing. But that was exactly what was said last year with Jesus Lazardo, and it just trekked, you know, trekked on and on and on and on for multiple months. So the Marlins are going to have, you know, some decisions to make here. Um, but overall, this is a big blow. We can't get away from the fact that Cueto is already down, and now Trevor Rogers is down. So that's, you know, two of the five uh, opening day projected, open, well, no, opening day um, rotation guys. Uh, obviously, Braxy was on the opening day roster, but wasn't in the rotation, so to speak, unless they went six-man. We never really worked out if that was ever going to play out. I don't think it was. Um, but two of the five are down. So already the Marlins rotation and the depth is being tested. Let's hope Let's hope that Trevor is literally a matter of weeks and it isn't anything majorly serious. You know, yesterday, get, you know, one earned, three hits, three Ks, one walk. You know, Trevor's been trending in the right direction. I must be honest. I didn't see those innings of Trevor. It was my son's sixth birthday party yesterday, and I missed the early part. The game was too UK-friendly. It was too early. I couldn't get back from Ninja Warrior in time to see the start. So I kind of plugged in once he'd already exited uh, and basically got to see a George Soriano masterclass. Uh, and I must say, George Soriano, boy, oh, boy, what a start to his major league career. No doubt that's five innings of work for Soriano. No one runs. A uh, couple of hits sprinkled in there, but... What a, you know, and actually, it's a good way to transition. The question will be, and the question now is, Trevor Rogers likely goes to the IL, uh, likely misses at least two two starts, let's call it. So what do the Marlins do? Where do they turn to? Normally, in my mind, you would turn to Dan the Man Castano, ever-dependable Dan the Man Castano. He was up and brought into bullpen action earlier in the year, got blown up. Um, but normally, Dan the Man Castano, a bit like Braxton Garrett, like, He's a starter. He feels comfortable as a starter. The routine, it's all in their control. This, that's the difference going into the pen. Like, where you have starters that then transition to the pen but still want to be starters, it's hard to find your groove. But for Dan the Man Castano, he's on the IL. He's on the minor league ILs because he's down at AAA at the moment. So that would be my natural thought. Where else do they go? Well, one of the other options could have been Devin Smeltzer, where he's obviously... He's on the roster right now. That helps. He has experience starting games. That helps. Bad news with Smeltzer yesterday. It was it was IKEA-like. There was multiple meatballs thrown and dispatched. So Smeltzer not putting his best foot forward right now. So wait to see what happens with Devin Smeltzer. Actually, he hasn't pitched well at the major league level at all. Not just yesterday's performance, but thus far, you know, it's been below par for Smeltzer. I don't think there could be a lot of confidence for the Marlins that in a Smeltzer start that they're going to get A, length out of him, and B, um, quality length, <laughs> if that's the right description. So where does that take them? And this is something that was always in the back of my mind as the season got going, where they've obviously moved Pablito, but added in Cueto. But with Max Meyer down, Sixto Sanchez down, Jake Eder still down, like... There wasn't a ton of depth once they got past Braxton Garrett, to be honest. And so the question was going to be, okay, can Dan Castano do something? Chi-Chi Gonzalez. We've all seen Chi-Chi. I've seen him. I really hope I don't see Chi-Chi Gonzalez starting any games for the Marlins at all in 2023. The Marlins are in the hunt right now. 
They're in the hunt. Okay, it's early, but they're over 500. They're playing great ball. And it's about understanding where Trevor's at with his rehab cycle and, you know, keeping it ticking over in the meantime. The pen has been good. You know, is there, and maybe that is one of the options. It isn't just, you know, do we get a starter up to try and go 5-6? You know, maybe there's ways for the pen, um, a bit like, you know, when you know you've got Sandy and you kind of think, Sandy, can you go long? Um, where the kind of, I guess, the rotation flips. Can Sandy go long? Then you can go a pen day maybe the next day because the pen's a little bit more rested. I don't know. Um, but, you know, overall, like, the the depth is interesting. This is an interesting piece. I'm I'm not convinced about Chichi Gonzalez. I'm not convinced about Devin Smelter. It's been a little bit poor there thus far. The one guy that I think has, has, has buzzed, has flashed, and is actually performing is Brian Hoeing. He obviously didn't perform amazingly in 2022, but during spring, I think he looked a lot better. And by all accounts, Brian Hoeing, you know, he's... You know, he's made some changes. And it may be that, that Brian Hoeing gets, you know, the next the next opportunity. Failing that, and going back to what I mentioned about George Soriano, what we've seen with Soriano has been impressive thus far. Multi-innings of work. You can you could in effect probably piggyback Soriano and Brazavan two or three innings apiece and then pen it the rest of the way. That's another option for the fish. It's all gonna come down to how long's Trevor out. How much length do they need in this pen? Because the pen has been the strength. But if you start asking the pen to slide more and more forward, deliver more and more innings, it's going to add more tax, clearly, onto the pen. And then thus the leverage, what you don't want is for the sake of one start, where it's kind of a dice roll start anyway, what you don't want to happen is you fully gas the pen. So when the opportunities then arise in those close games where you need the leverage pen to do its thing, you need it to be available in those games particularly. That's the balance. It's the balance that Kim Ang faces, Skip Schumacher. They face right now. Which way do they go? My gut feel, if Castano wasn't hurt, he'd be up and he'd be into the rotation for now. I think Brian Hoeing will likely be up and I think he'll likely get a couple of starts. Some people are probably asking the question, where's Uri Perez? Uri Perez, he's in double A. And let's leave him there for now. He's young, but... You know, the question then is, okay, if, if if anyone else, if there's any other problems, do the Marlins hit the button on Uri Perez? And hopefully that doesn't it doesn't come to that. Let's hope it doesn't. But right now, I would say their next man up is Brian Hoeing. How do you feel about it? I think Brian Hoeing's improved. I think he's a bit like maybe, maybe you think about it with Brazaban, where Brazaban or Nardi, actually Nardi's probably a better description where Nardi comes up, struggles last year, didn't look great, went away, understood what big league, you know, big league requirements look like. You make some adjustments, you come back stronger. We hope, we hope that Brian Hoeing could be the same. Andrew Nardi 2.0, because I was absolutely slandering Andrew Nardi, and I apologize for that. I was wrong. Aram Layden, the GOAT, Lockdown Marlins GOAT, he was on the money with Andrew Nardi. That's why he's the best in the biz. And that's why I'm just a fan of the podcast. <laughs> Um, let's talk about our good friends over um, at E... No, wrong one. Built Bar. The Built Bar boys are back. No graphics for these guys, but it's an announcement. It's an alert. Let's sound, let's sound the klaxons. Something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. It's just a couple of days away. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real, and it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors 
in limited quantity. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Boy, oh boy, spicy work over there from the boys at Built and a flavor drop. And it's that, it's that, I guess, sensitive. They won't even share the information with me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nevertheless, April 22nd, get your calendars marked, built.com, and uh, hopefully you can be part of that new flavor drop there from Built. Okay, so rotation. It's it's being tested. It's being tested. Uh, what I would say is, going back to the previous day, and I know I didn't do an episode after the Edward Cabrera start, but... Edward Cabrera absolutely found something after that after the first inning in his in his start. All of a sudden, it was Edward Cabrera that we've seen before. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. I don't care. I know I do, but that was the real Eddie finally showing up and showing out. And actually, now it's just when the Marlins needed him, really, because there can be no passengers now. There really can't because the depth is going to be tested. The pen is going to maybe be asked to do even more, even more than it has done thus far. And it's been nails. It's been nails other than Smelter and one or two of the other fillers, let's say. But the primary guys are absolutely standing up to it. And it's great to see Edward Cabrera doing this thing, no doubt. Let's talk about the offensive side, though, yesterday. Boy, oh boy, yesterday it was a vintage Marlins game thus far. They go behind early. They keep it close. They find a way to come back, and they did come back. They took it all the way into extras. They had multiple opportunities kind of heading into the 8th and ninth to walk it off. They don't. Tanner Scott with an absolutely stunning appearance um, to in that, in that first inning of extras. Stunning appearance from Tanner Scott because it's, it's so dicey, right, where you've got the runner on seconds. But really, Tanner Scott, he's almost the perfect guy. Um, and obviously, they didn't have Floro or Puck available having pitched back-to-back days um, uh, in those wins. This is the problem for the Marlins, right? The, the success and the close games and the one-run wins is leading to asking multiple guys to have to dip in to these save opportunities and these tight games. Tanner Scott, though, back to that point, he's the almost the perfect guy to have in the 10th, right? You've got a runner on second, but Tanner Scott's approach is pretty much like strikeout or walk, <laughs> pretty much. And so... That's what we're looking for. You're looking for Tanner Scott just to throw some nice pitches, get some Ks if he can, work in the zone, and you know that's going to lead to success there. Um, and yesterday, a couple of Ks, um, which you know has been a, a trademark of his. His stuff plays, as we know. Um, but overall, you know, it's it would you know Tanner Scott did his thing, but then the Marlins they end up you know Jazz Chisholm on second at the start of that tenth inning. You're thinking great, any hit here, anything, and the Marlins are scoring. Cooper Loop comes out. He's the first at-bat. First pitch swinging. Okay, it is what it is. But, you know, a fly out, not deep enough. Not deep enough to get Jazz over to third. So, that was a, a little bit of a mistake there from Coop, I would say. It was a little bit, you know, a little bit keen. A bit keen on that. But if you see it, you like it, you swing, that's 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 the deal. I'm not a hitter. I never have been. Um, you then get to a situation where uh, Arias is coming up to the plate. And this, this is where things have changed now for the fish, right? Arias comes in. They're intentionally walking Arias. Okay. Jazz is then on third because he ends up stealing third. Okay. 
that then means that they look at Jorge Soler and think, let's walk Jorge Soler too. So I'm not sure if that Jazz steal ended up hindering the Marlins. In, in effect, it probably did. But, you know, having a runner on third with less than with less than two outs means they can win on a fly ball too. And so, and, and uh, you know, sack fly. So I completely understand where Jazz was coming from there. But as soon as Jazz got over to third, they thought, actually, let's let's walk, intentionally walk Soler, load the bases. We've got two outs to deal with. And we've got coming up Brian De La Cruz and Jesus Sanchez. Brian De La Cruz, I must say, has been, his, his track record with the bases juiced is good. His season thus far has been good. Camilo Doval, yesterday, the pitcher, Throwing gas, high gas. Um, and he pitched well. Pitched well, struck out both the guys. Painful. And naturally, there was a lot of there was a lot of unhappiness around the fact that Avasel Garcia multiple times in this game had some pretty big at bats in big situations. Uh, and he he struggled as he struggled for the majority of his Marlins career. And it felt like yesterday was a real watershed moment around Avicel Garcia for Marlins fans. I mean, there's been tons of slander thus far. Rightly so. He's been absolutely putrid. And, you know, it's he's not helping himself either, Avicel Garcia. He isn't. A, last year, came in. Even when you look at when he signed, he'd signed the deal. When you look at the images for there, he was already ballooned then. So he just had a, I think because he was a free agent, he just kind of just started eating. I don't know. Never could get the weight off. But anyway, Avi was chunky, couldn't deliver. Then he slimmed down after he got hurt. And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, great. Avi's back. He's looking after himself. Great. So that wasn't great PR last year. We had the legs akimbo situation, texting away when Sandy's given a big speech. He looks disinterested. You know, bad shot at the wrong time with the wrong player, perhaps. I don't know. Bad PR again. Going into this year, I'd say the PR was improving with Avicel Garcia. But lo and behold, you then get this story out there now about, hey, here's Avicel Garcia's new mansion, this $9 million mansion that looks amazing, by the way. Like the internal, the interior decoration on that, sensational. If that's Avicel Garcia doing that, um, he's in the wrong job. <laughs> he is. He's definitely got a career in the future for interior designing. Gut feel is Avi had nothing to do with it other than funding it. No problem. That's his. That's That's the point. He's delivered on the baseball field historically, convinced the Marlins to give him, you know, 50-odd million, happy days. But again, bad PR. You know, you can't, it doesn't look great when you're performing that poorly on the field and the stuff coming out, the articles coming out are this $9 million really sexy mansion, but a lot of Marlins fans are left kind of scratching their heads going, boy, oh boy, Avi's really not delivering on the field, but, you know, his house is amazing, good for him. That's not really the way it works. So PR issues continue for Avicel Garcia, then big spots and big games that you need him to step up to. And literally just Oppo Nocco a single. That's all you're looking for, Avi. Oppo Nocco a single. No, no, no. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get it done. Slander kicks off. What are the Marlins going to do with Avicel Garcia? Where are we trending with this one? Because they're trapped with the money. It, it, it It's a sunken cost anyway. So the money is the money right now, unless they can trade away and find a way of, of you know moving that money but like teams aren't going to take on like dead dough particularly that kind of size of money so where where are they going to go where is this all going to end with avi we saw it in spring it was terrible in spring craig mitch is saying listen the marlins will seriously consider you know reducing his playing time and, and plate appearances by may 
if things don't start well. They haven't started well. So we're almost at May now, a week away. We're into the pressure situation now where they're over 500. They've done the really hard work in getting the season going in a good way. Rotation's a bit dinged. Bullpen's looking elite. Can the offense kind of kick in? The offense is looking much better than it was. But overall, Avisel Garcia is, is pretty much dead weight in this, in this lineup at the moment. But the Marlins can't do anything about it. They've got Jesus Sanchez sat on the bench. He's not doing anything either. So Jesus Sanchez, Avisel Garcia, both dead weights. Neither of them really movable because Jesus has got no options and Avisel's got tons of dough. The Marlins are really backed into a corner here and I'm very intrigued to see what they do. Craig Mish threw it out there yesterday. He spoke about it at, at the deadline. Avi for Ozuna. You know, who says no at this point? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know where I would land on that. Personally, I'd, I'd say, you know, you'd probably stick with Avi. Probably would. I feel like the Braves tried to get Avi last time and the Marlins said no for Ozuna. So, you know, where's this all going to end up? What would I do? I just try and minimize... You know, I just try and minimize Avi's play. I already spoke about it going into the year that if he if he starts poorly, then you know there's other there's other guys that could and should be taking those spots. The the problem the Marlins equally face now is Jorge Soler already feeling his back. I wouldn't I would naturally have said Soler maybe he slides out to right field. Dela Cruz in left, Jazz doing a great job in center field. I'll talk about Jazz a bit more later in the week, I'd say. Um. And that's potentially the way you, you mix match it. Coop can go and, and, and DH, and Yuli Gurriel can handle first. Makes sense, but the problem is they want to protect Oi Soler. He's absolutely blasting right now, too. And what you don't want is for this offense to take a major step back if Oi Soler's hurt. Luis Arise is already hurt. His finger is clearly bothering him. Like, we're only, we're less than 20 games in. And, you know, already starting to get heavily dinged. We're leaning heavily already on Garrett Hampson. You know, we knew we'd see plenty of Hampson this year. We haven't seen any of Iglesias yet, but he's not going to be a million miles away. You know, next next guy hurt, Iglesias. But the Marlins really, oh, the PR around Abacel Garcia is not good. The production is not good. The Marlins are fully trapped in with this one right now. There's nothing they can do. And they equally are limited in the options they have because Jesus Sanchez, whilst he isn't performing, they, they have no minor league options there either. So do they make that decision? Do they look to trade? Jesus Sanchez, they look to DFA him. You know, a Lewin Diaz situation, just call it out. Doesn't look like a major league hitter. I don't know. I don't know when that breaking point is for Jesus Sanchez. Avisel Garcia right now, for whatever reason, he hasn't looked like a major league hitter for, you know, for the two years he's been in Miami. Really tough spot for the Marlins. It really is. And you, you, it's going to be interesting to see the way they play it. Peyton Burdick absolutely going bananas in AAA. Okay, take that with a pinch of salt. But he had a decent spring. For, for sure. He had a really hot start. There was a buzzy name. He's absolutely carried that on in AAA. And, you know, all being equal, Peyton Burdick would be given that opportunity in the near term to come up to the, the big league level and, and look to see if he could do his thing. Problem is, no flexibility on the other guys. So we'll wait to see on that one uh, for certain. Final ad of the day, and it's our good friends over at eBay Motors, of course, and those sexy teal graphics. Yes, sir. Um... And I absolutely love this one. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. 
Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 120 million, 122 million parts, get that number right to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's that easy to bring home a win when the part, right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride in Mike B style. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, then, guys. Off day today. I hope you enjoy the, the episode. In summary, rotation is going to be tested. Trevor Rogers, at least a few weeks down. Let's hope it's not months. If it's months, boy, oh, boy. Johnny Cueto. That's another name. I haven't even spoke about Cueto, but he's working his way back. We need Cueto, but equally, we don't need to stretch him too far. I think we would expect some Brian Hoeing starts, potentially. Maybe George Soriano could um, kind of piggyback with Brazoban if they really needed to, but I think they want to keep those guys in the pen um, and under control. We'll wait to see. The Marlins remain fully trapped in Avicel Garcia, but Marlins Twitter is not happy with Avi at all. It's fair to say um, that they are trapped, but it's it's fair to say a decision it feels is looming as such with Avi. What do they do with him? How can they get the best out of him? How can we see Avi return? I'd love, I'd love to see something. I'd love to see it. I actually don't know the answer to it, but I'm intrigued to see what the Marlins do. Thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day, guys, uh, of course. And thank you to the everydayers joining me every single day. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow. And tomorrow, we'll be looking ahead to what looks to be a really interesting series with the Guardians, for certain. Also, Jazz Chisholm Jr. continues with his strikeout rate, but Jazz Chisholm Jr. continues to impact games with home runs, stolen bases, and the glove at center field is really, really playing. I'm going to dig into Jazz in a bit more detail tomorrow's episode, as well as that preview of the Guardian series. I'll see you then.